Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome, 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 and hello, creator. I love the mission of the Offstage podcast. We are booking guests who are hungry and pushing for anything beyond a conventional life, inspiring guests who are pushing for change, and today's guest has all that in aces. I had the opportunity to catch up with Sean Wolf, a serial entrepreneur who creates from a place of transparency. He simply wants to help, bring value, and improve your life in any way he can. He just wants to leave you better than how he found you. In our chat, we spoke about his start in business, being the person who's doing more strategically, and how he juggles his many ventures. So without further ado, I bring to you the authentic Sean Wolf. Hi, welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Uh, we have one on the line, one of the co-founders of Biz Talks. I guess it could quickly be summarized as like a TED Talk for a successful college alum to like speak to current college students and share wisdom and ideas. Uh, he's also the host of the aptly titled Experience Speaks, an interview-based series that interviews some of the most successful directors, executives, and entrepreneurs in business. A man who strives to inspire, I bring to you Sean Wolf. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing great. That was a great intro. Thank you. All right. So I always like to start off every interview and ask, who is Sean Wolf? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I, I love business. Uh, I also consider myself an athlete. Uh, was not, I was purely focused on sports growing up. Uh, but then when I got into college, I got a little more serious and was like, hey, I really like business. I want to like get more out of it. And so uh, literally from freshman year, I've just been diving in, uh, trying to start companies, joining in other companies uh, that friends had and uh, kind of going from there. And then later in college, uh, we started Biz Talks, uh, which I totally intended just to have as a cool event on campus. Uh, Where'd you go to school? Chico State. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in California, Northern California, for those who don't know. Um, very fun Cal? school. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it was a really successful event. It was really fun. And then I was about to graduate and I was, I was, did everything to hand it off to someone, some, another student to, to handle it. And I realized, Hey, I'm actually like, I still want to be involved. And, uh, I kept kind of hanging around and being more involved. <laughs> and, uh, and so even though we, I do have mostly like, it's, uh, it's opportunity for students to, um, actually practice their project management skills. So we have a project manager for the event and they do, honestly, they do most of the day-to-day uh, -day work for the event. Um, but I was still guiding them and trying to grow the company, doing marketing, stuff like that. And so, well, I turned it into a company uh, nice. while I started my career, um, which I uh, decided to jump into e-commerce. I love technology. Uh, wasn't very versed in e-commerce, and so I had to start at the bottom at this company uh, called Design by Humans. Uh, it's a really cool print-on-demand site for creators to upload their own work and print uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and any kind of knickknack that you can think of. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome company. Uh, literally started at the bottom. And over four years, the uh, president and CEO like took me under his wing, uh, really 
taught me a lot. I kept wanting opportunity. I was really hungry. He uh, kept giving it to me. Every time I asked for more, he gave me more. Uh, it was a really, really incredible opportunity. Um, and then about a year ago, it sold to uh, another company in town, a much bigger um, Fifth Son. And uh, they, they produce goods for like Target and Walmart. They're a huge company. So we went from this 20 person company to a 300 person company overnight. Uh, wow. I got an awesome promotion and loved the, what I exactly was doing. But the, over the next year, like the dyna- dynamic, uh, really changed for me and what I was originally wanting out of the, the job. And so I decided to, to leave and took a, a two month sabbatical, uh, to kind of work on myself and reflect and read and grow, uh, and then recently launched the the podcast. So yeah, that's uh, I guess a little bit about me. Wow, that was everything, huh? That was like a as <laughs> like up to date. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. I've I've never heard like somebody's life so smoothly summarized. Like, <laughs> mine would be like, and I was over here, and then I was over. Here. Oh, look, I forgot to add that part. Of, you know, like mine would right. be jumping all over the place. But I mean, it didn't feel smooth. that smooth at first, but I did get a, I got some traction there and rolled with it. <laughs> I love it, man. Um. I have a question about like um, when you were working at Design by Humans, you said that you started at the bottom and you worked your way up. Like what were the actions you were taking to constantly show that you're like, I'm here to help? Was it putting in extra hours? Was it just asking for more or just showing up happy with a smile on your face? Like what were you doing? Um, yeah, that, I think that's a that's a very good question. Uh, I mean, I was hourly, so I wasn't really uh... – most of the time I wasn't really encouraged to work more hours. So that's not how mm-hmm. uh, I did it. Um, it was really, I, I think the biggest thing is I cared a lot uh, about the work that I did. Um, I grew to care about the company uh, quite a lot. And so I just, I gave it a hundred percent. And even though, even though, um, you know, maybe my hours ended at eight, uh, eight hours, uh, you know, I would go home and, I would still, I'd be working on, um, at the time I was working with some friends. We were trying to start a social network for, uh, action sports athletes. Um, and, and we were, we were very deep into it. Uh, and so at night I'd be like working on that, but I'd always be like learning something from there and then trying to bring it back to design by humans and learning something. And, uh, or if I felt like I'd I kept trying to learn, uh, I was kind of a sales development role. So I kept, I didn't know a whole lot about sales, uh, and I was leading this team. And so I just kept going at night and like trying to learn. Um, and so it was a combination of learning. And I mean, I also, it, even though it was my first job job, you know, I've been mm-hmm. in, uh, business organizations all through college, uh, trying to start companies, like I said, working, mm-hmm. uh, we had this like very real, like funded company, uh, Soul ID, um, which was the action sport network. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just like the, even though I was at the bottom, I, I knew also that I was probably more skilled than being at the bottom. Uh, but I didn't mm-hmm. let that get to me. Um, you know, I just put in the work and, uh, you know, was it kept the right mindset, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and yeah. And then also I think a big thing is, uh, Jeff, the, the CEO, he, uh, 
he took me under his wing and like mentored me. And I, I think it's because he saw that I was hungry and I was showing up every day, like trying to get after it and learn more. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing is that he was willing to mentor me and give, keep giving me opportunities. And I also asked for opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a lot of people don't, uh, say, um, they don't kind of think strategically about, maybe they even do think strategically like, Hey, I could go here, but they don't verbally tell, um, you know, the person above them or two people above them. And so I was doing that. And, uh, and I think other, I think that's a huge reason too, that I was able to keep growing in the company. Tell people what you want and then start like inquiring about it, I guess, if you want to move towards different parts of your company. I mean, sometimes it's not an option, but a lot of times it is. Yeah. I mean, if it's not an option now, it might be in a month or two months or in a year. Um, But if you don't tell, if you don't tell people what you want, then no one's going to know what you want. So you got to tell them and, (laughs) you know, and then opportunities start coming because people start looking for opportunities for you. Ah, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So I know you told me how you got like involved with founding of Biz Talks, but what was the like original idea behind it? Why did you, you know, see a need to bring the alumni to the current college students? Like, yeah, that's a that's a great question. So when I started at Chico State, I knew I wanted to do business. I was like, I'm excited mm-hmm. for business. But and were I had, you a business major? Not yeah, I was a business major. You were. Okay. Yep. I was, uh, I was super nerdy about it. Like I showed up day one business class, sat in the front row, like really excited to learn. Like all my classes was in the front all the way through pretty much through senior year. Uh, I like, I just, I loved learning and, and growing. Um, but in specifically about business, but when I first got there, uh, you know, you don't really focus on anything right away, but I knew, you know, I'm going to have to pick an emphasis, uh, whether that's accounting or finance or marketing or project management and entrepreneurship. And so I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do business. And so luckily I joined a, a professional fraternity called Delta Sigma Pi. It's a co-ed fraternity. It only takes business majors. Um, and so when I was going through that uh, and I was, I went through it when I was a freshman, but there were seniors about to graduate. And so they knew everything about their major. And so I was able to ask questions like, what is project management? Cause I didn't even know what that, I didn't know that was a major at the time. And mm-hmm. they tell me all about it. I'm like, okay, where can you go with it? What can you do with it? And so they, they were telling me everything that they knew, you know, as seniors, which ultimately they don't fully know everything, but they know enough to, to tell me. And, uh, and that's actually how I found my specific emphasis. But what I realized is that other students don't have that opportunity to, um, most students don't have the opportunity to ask older, uh, even just older students, what is this, you know, what have you figured out with this, um, this specific emphasis in business? And so that, that's where the idea first started. Uh, then it eventually grew to, Hey, actually alumni, uh, who have actually gone into the real world, had real experience, can tell us in a much better way, uh, in a much more inspiring way, um, how they took what they learned in college and how they implied that and what they've learned from uh, all their years of experience. But then you also get to kind of step into their world of a real estate mogul, like 
what it's like to own a real estate company or uh, like what it's been like to own a hedge fund or all these different um, or work in finance and, you know, all these different experiences that uh, I think don't, um, especially with really, really successful professionals, uh, that doesn't happen. You know, like your average college student doesn't get a chance to hear from several uh, of these types of speakers at that caliber. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of where it evolved. Wow, man, that's hot. I, I noticed that like sometimes people that are really high caliber, or high performing individuals, uh, they're a lot more willing to give their time than you would think, you know, like, I'm sure like a college student reaches out to them and they're like, oh my God, I would love to do that. Where like a lot of people get in their head, they're like, oh, they don't have time for me. Like, I, I don't know why I would reach up that high. But like a lot of these people, they want to mentor and they want to give their knowledge away. So is that like something that you kind of like learned quickly or did you know that before you started reaching out to them? Or Yeah, I, I had no idea when I first started. Um, luckily, I... I chose a really good strategic partner to start the event, which was the College of Business um, itself, because uh, I, uh, I I had another very good mentor who told me, hey, they're connected. They know all the really good <laughs> alumni and uh, they have connections like directly to them. They can just call them up and they have relationships with them. And so I went partner with them, pitched my uh, College of Business on the idea. And so that was great. Um and so that's how I got a connection to all these um, various speakers. But what I very quickly realized is how willing they were to help out. And, um, and you know, kind of quickly fast forward uh, <laughs> for the Experience Speaks podcast. Uh, so Biz Talks are, like you said, like kind of like TED Talk style. So we're like, we keep them really short and try to be more like inspirational. Um and so they run probably around 10 minutes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And because we bring six, so it's like an hour and a half. Oh, event, and, we bring okay. and then you got to keep it like thing. short for college yeah. kids. Uh, yeah. Mindset. We got a short yeah. attention span. Uh, <laughs> well, they do. I'm not I'm long out of college. But uh, <laughs> and now for Experience Speaks, some of those, uh, I'm, I'm recycling the the people that we brought from Biz Talks on bringing them back onto the Experience Speaks podcast with the idea that we can dive deeper um, and learn, you know, okay, they kind of brushed over uh, like the stock market crash in like 87 and how it wiped them out financially. Like, let's dive in deeper with that and like what mm. you learned from it. And so now, you know, those are like an hour long. Um, and so uh, I, even though I haven't contacted those uh biz talk speakers in maybe three or four years i shot them 10 of them in email and all 10 got back fairly quickly and we're like i'm excited to help and every time i got there uh maybe i would run over uh time and i'd be like hey i have uh you know five more questions but i'm about to go over time and they'd be like no no don't worry about it like you got all the time you know uh, for, for the most part, I mean, some of them didn't because they had like clients or something, which is very yeah, understandable, yeah. but more often than not, they were just like, I want to help. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's so true. And, and most people, I mean, yeah, you try to reach out to like, I, I don't know, Gary Vayner, Gary Vaynerchuk or like Tim Ferriss, like some of those guys are like so big that you can't even get their attention. Right. But, um, yeah. and you know, 
very successful people, but maybe don't have that big personal following. So they're not getting hit up by a million people every day. Like those people really want to help. Um, you know, especially if you can kind of put it in a way like, Hey, I'm a college student, I'm still learning or I'm running a business. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to learn this. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, people are just so willing to help, especially, I mean, that's kind of part of being successful. What I've learned is these, uh, the guests I've had on, like they've been so successful that they're like, I have to give this back because they, they probably had some mentor or they had a, saw a guest speaker and that really inspired them. And so they, they're like, I almost like a need to give it back. And so Mm. they're like so willing to, because, you know, everyone gets helped out along the way. And one form of that is speakers and guests on podcasts and stuff. So absolutely. Well, I think you kind of answered my next question. It It was like, after speaking with so many high caliber individuals on a weekly basis, like what is the trait that you find common among all your interviewees? They all have different like personalities uh, and a lot of yeah, different sure. traits. I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, one they're they're normal people. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I think that that's one thing that kind of scared me at first. Uh, so they're normal people, just like you and me or anyone off the street. Um, you know, they happen to be. They're almost all very very humble. Um, and, and very gracious with their time and, and want to help out. I think that was, that's so far been the very, like by far the, the clearest common trait for everyone. Super humble and gracious with their time. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So like, um, we were talking about your, um, new venture revive.co. Uh, can you give me a breakdown of the business? Like where did the need for sustainability come about? Yeah, so uh, Revibe, um, which is Revibe.co, uh, it's actually my girlfriend's company. Um, I'm, I've really just been helping out. Yeah, she uh, loves sustainability, as I do, but she's like really, really into it. She uh, tries to not buy products that, are, that have plastic in them. And so mm-hmm. um, she kind of, she's found it pretty hard. And so she's always wanted, like, I can just go to one place and buy something and it won't have plastic in it. Maybe it's made out of glass or metal um, or Mm -hmm. tin or whatever. Um, And so she personally couldn't find one. And so I was like, Hey, let's, let's spin up a website and like, you know, reach out to some suppliers and get it going. So, uh, you know, actually behind me, we have like supplies. You can probably barely see it, but we have like supplies (laughs) uh, ready to, to get shipped out. And, uh, so yeah, it's uh things that are shipped um mostly focused on the packaging and how it's shipped. Uh like we're re- reusing boxes and not using like peanuts and like plastic to um ship the products. So it's it's very sustainable mindset. I definitely understand that. I mean, today with, there's so much waste going on, you know, especially with shipping and you don't really think it's that big of a deal, but every time you get like a Amazon bag at your house and you might have eight or 10 of them sitting around, like it's got to go somewhere when you throw it in the trash. <laughs> like yeah. people have to think about that. Like it has to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we, we, when we, I mean, we use Amazon too and we're trying to be like the Amazon, but just for plastic free products, a uh, more sustainable mm-hmm. option. Um, 
But, you know, even when we get boxes from there, like we're taking those and saving them to, to ship them out because, you know, at least that's one less box going into the, in, into the landfill. That's so cool. I, I look at all your ventures and I, I see a common theme of like authenticity behind it um, and just like a willing drive to help others. Hmm. Um, you. Were you always like that? Um, like before business? Uh well, before, I, like I said, I was, uh, I, I consider myself an athlete, uh, and maybe less so now. Uh, but when I was growing <laughs> up, like I was, uh, uh, in high school, I ran track and cross country. I played basketball. Um, those are pretty team sports though. Yeah. And, and especially basketball, basketball for a long, long time was my number one sport. And so it was a team sport. Um, and, I, I just loved that part of being something uh, bigger than yourself and, you know, obviously trying to work towards winning the game or winning the championship or winning the league or whatever it is. Um, and I feel like I was always, you know, trying to cheer on the guys when I was on the bench or, uh, you know, high-fiving when they had a great play or trying to keep their, you know, positive attitudes when, you know, maybe they failed. Uh, you know, I wasn't perfect at it every time, but uh, I think that was something I was always trying to be a, a team player. And so maybe there's something there. I haven't even, uh, you're actually the first person to like connect those dots for me. So, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just what I noticed as I was doing like, you know, research, I was like, man, this is everything. There's not one business that you do that is just simply like for me or even the companies that you work for, like designed by humans, it's like a counterpart to it that, that um, other people make the designs and then like they kind of help others make money. It's like, yeah, you know, about otherness. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not just about me, 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 you know, yeah. that's just what I got. That's uh, actually what I originally loved DBH for uh, designed by humans is because mm-hmm. we were mostly working with artists and then also um, gamers and like streamers. Um, but I mm-hmm. consider all, all those categories uh, basically entrepreneurs, you know, an artist has to support yeah. themselves and same with a streamer. Uh, they have to run it like a business and uh, we are a way to, to help them out. Um, and I like, I love entrepreneurship and I, I guess I like, I loved being able to, to empower them and support them uh, as they were going after their dreams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad you uh, pointed pointed that out. <laughs> no problem, man. Um, you do a lot of projects, and you're always like juggling between like the podcast, Biz Talks, you know, Revive uh, Co, and your cons- you also do like freelance consulting. Um, how do you make sure you're getting any headway on any of your projects? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. So. My going back to college, my emphasis was uh, project management. Um, <laughs> that and, really came in handy for you. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I just have a natural um, knack for it, um, and and I could get really nerdy about project management, but um, please, <laughs> <laughs> well, break it down. Like, what is it? Um, I mean, a project is like you know. I like using like an event uh, because it's a really easy way. And that's kind of how I learned project management from the beginning. But, uh, you know, you, you have an idea, you want to put on this event and how do you do that? You know, if it's six months out, 
you know, you can't just show up that day and it's ready. Like you have to do all this work. And so you break down all the different tasks. Um, you kind of see like themes and milestones that you need to hit. Um, and I'm talking like little, little, little tasks, um, breaking them all the way down. Uh, also figuring out what resources you need, breaking all of those down, and then just putting a, creating a timeline and, and kind of checking yourself against that, that timeline. Uh, is is how I would explain project management uh, in like more simple terms. I don't do that for everything because that would be pretty uh, cumbersome. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when we do biz talks, like we have that uh, for the event, we have that broken out to every single little task and every single little resource. Um, for the podcast, uh, I mean, I did that for for the launch, you know, like I for me, I r- recorded 10 episodes beforehand so I could mostly focus on actually launching the podcast and maybe editing and doing marketing or whatever. Um, and and then just kind of getting the routine. I mean, you 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 can if you prioritize it, you'll put it in your schedule and you'll you'll get it done. Um my my biggest issue in the past has maybe been over uh, overbooking myself with too many too many fun projects that I'm working on. So uh, staying staying focused uh, is is pretty key. So you have any like good book recommendations about project management? No, because the book that I learned it mostly off of is horrible. Some super. Ex- it's <laughs> the Pimbach. It, it's it's uh it's called the Pimbach. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but it is like it, they took a book and turned it into a project like breakdown, and it's like really broken down, and it's very like repetitive and technical. Um, and so uh, I don't know if I have a great book to recommend for projects actually uh unfortunately i have a lot of other great books to recommend but uh <laughs> not for projects i think honestly if you know i'm i'm like a like i love researching i think i'm like kind of like a super researcher in a way and uh like you give 30 minutes of researching and you you could find like okay how to make a project breakdown um a gantt chart like these these different project management tools that are really useful. Um, and you can like pull those concepts and then take from them and then kind of re- reapply them into your daily life. But um, I think the the softwares are more interesting to me, like Trello and Asana, because um, it kind of does that for you. It makes it easier yeah. to, to break down the different tasks and set schedule uh, due dates and then, um, and you, if you're in a team, you can assign them and then you can just like start working through it. So, um, I think th- those are, I mean, that's basically it, but, uh, yeah, I, I would just research it. Sorry. <laughs> nah, man, you gave the keys. You're like a sauna Trello, you know, do some mind maps, figure it out, bro. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. YouTube, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, it's true though. It's so true. It's all the knowledge is already out there. Just go find it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like anything like, you know, you might think that it might be a little rude to say, but it's just the truth. Like, you know, like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But I I wish, I mean, I love hearing when someone has like a, you know, here's, here's the direct route to the the best things. And unfortunately, because of the way I learned project management, I, I don't have that direct shortcut. 
Yeah, you learned it through actual doing. So yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, I mean that that was you, uh, I was in project management classes, reading books and stuff, and then in getting the lessons. And I'd be like, I was actually creating biz talks at the time, and I think that's where the biggest growth happened. Is I was I, I was learning something, and then later that day, I would literally apply it into something real. Um, you know, not a assignment or homework or something that I just try to get done, like something I really cared about, um, like this, mm-hmm. like kind of, you know, passion project at the time. And I think that's where the biggest learning came from is, uh, especially projects like, you know, learn something, but and with anything, like learn a little bit and then go apply it and, and apply. learn more. Like, you know, you hit a wall cause you failed probably and you go learn about that specific thing and then you go apply that and like, I think that's how you start becoming uh, maybe a closer to a master of it. That's cool, man. And it kind of reminds me, I was um, reading the book, um, the guy behind, what is it? 1-800, uh, what is it? 1-800 I, um, buy junk or he has the, the oh, number yeah, on the yeah, side yeah, of yeah. the... Got junk. Yeah. 1-800 got junk. Yeah, got junk. Yeah, 100 got junk. Exactly. 1-800 got junk. And he was talking about like he was in um, business class and, and he was sitting in like the back of the class and uh, his teacher... His phone kept going off because he kept like getting phone calls about, you know, his service. And his teacher was like, hey, can you come up here and teach the class what you're learning about business? And he's like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like paying this guy to teach me about business. And I'm telling the class I'd actually run a business. And <laughs> this, the teacher's taking notes for me. Like, what are, what are we doing here? So yeah, I understand like sometimes, um, you know, actually doing is way more um yeah, just 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 try more, fail more. You know, like that's what that would be my that would be my advice. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's like it seems like you just go for it. Totally, I totally agree with with what you're saying. Like that's like the at the core of it. Like that's kind of what entrepreneurship is: is like trying something, failing, learning, and then trying something new and learning from mm-hmm. that. And like you just like keep that cycle. Like never never stop that cycle. And and that equals growth in anything you apply. So um I guess I want to talk about like the the podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um what what's been like the biggest thing that you were like, oh wow, this is taking a um a, a lot more time than I thought it was going to take or you know maybe reaching out to people or what is it? The biggest thing is myself. So uh, getting out of my own way. Um, I tend mm. to be a perfectionist with things, which is uh, terrible when you're starting something new or in any type of entrepreneurship venture or any new project. Like things don't need to be perfect; they just need to be like pretty good and like move forward, and then hopefully learn and you can like you know go back and improve it. But um, so yeah, I I actually like sat with the idea and like even recorded some episodes and then like got literally to the point where, okay, I just need to like push the needle a little bit further and the podcast would have gotten launched uh, much earlier. And, uh, but because I got so into the weeds in editing every single little thing of the podcast, uh, I wanted it to be like a, like a studio production, like, you know, yeah, like uh, an NPR podcast. Y- yeah, exactly. And, yeah. uh, and like, that's, you know, with my experience, like my first podcast ever really first time interviewing people ever, um, you know, and I put a lot of effort and did a lot of reading and researching and stuff. And I think I did pretty good. Um, 
but like, you know, I'm not some expert that has 10 years in both of those things. And I don't have the resources to just buy, like pay for someone that has, you know, 10 years of experience in both of those things. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, luckily I do have, uh, a great network and my, I have a, my best friend that I grew up with, he had a podcast of his own and, uh, he kind of knows a little bit about editing. And so he's been helping me out with that. Um, but still like getting out every single little thing, like I, I that got to me too much. So, uh, the, yeah, the biggest thing is, uh, my own head, my perfectionism and, uh, editing, yeah. but perfectionism oh my god that's such a big problem because you, you you know you, you you kind of compare yourself to somebody who already has like a huge team behind them 100 mm-hmm. episodes a budget yeah. and you're just like oh man my stuff is garbage compared to that but it's like it's you're just not there yet like go back to their episode one mm-hmm. and i'm sure it was garbage mm-hmm. so that that's always been like something that helped me i always like to go to people's earlier work yeah and like i knew that because i've been listening to tim ferris from episode one and like he got really <laughs> yeah and uh oh, wow and uh because i read his book and i was like all about tim ferris and my friend told me hey tim ferris has launched a podcast so i jumped in on it uh but he um his first episode he like split like two bottles of wine with Chris Saka and like got drunk on it. Cause he was so nervous, uh, uh. to be on, he, it was again, it was for him and he's, uh, you know, before the podcast, he was very successful. Um, and so like, you know, I, I so I did recently go back right before I launched it to like remind myself and listen to a new one. Like there's, there's a pretty big difference. Um, you know, I mean, he's still Tim Ferriss and he's interviewing Chris Saka, who's a, a, a VC uh, in California. And, uh, you know, of course, they're really interesting guys and, uh, you know, it's still really good, but uh, definitely like a different level of, of production. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, I've constantly I actually changed the, the screen on my phone. It's backwards for you probably but uh, oh this is progress yeah, not okay yeah oh, it's backwards for me right yeah. uh so yeah <laughs> progress over perfection like i'm trying to to remind myself every day that progress progress over per- perfection like doesn't need to be perfect just uh just good just good and yeah i love that man i freaking love that so many people get in their heads and they're their own worst critics and they don't even let the idea breathe mm-hmm. like just let the idea breathe people they don't kill it before it even is birthed Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, you know, launch a, you know, you got an idea, launch a landing page and see if you can, you know, get some traffic towards it and maybe you get a little traction. (laughs) Maybe you don't and you can maybe pivot from there. Like, yeah, if you don't start, you don't, you know, start even though it's not perfect, like you won't learn. Mm -hmm. I understand that, man. So, So how can the people get in touch with you, Sean? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm getting more, I'm, uh getting more uh involved on instagram so you can follow me on instagrams uh my personal one is sean underscore wolf that'd be s-e-a-n underscore wolf which is w-o-u-l-f-e uh mm-hmm. and then uh same with uh the experience speaks podcast i'd love if uh people would go check that out and if you like it subscribe it um and we have a biz talks instagram and, and uh experience speaks instagram too so yeah, that's where uh, people can find me. I uh, man, this has been a great conversation. I'm inspired. Um, do you want to leave the people with like one last nugget of something? 
Uh, Don't do drugs. <laughs> I would. I, I this is like a, a PSA, I guess. Uh, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my my last year of of DBH, I didn't. I kept driving into my work, even though you know, things weren't quite right. Uh, and I kept driving in and uh, stopped taking care of myself. I stopped working out. Stopped meditating. Stopped reading books. Like. I was just like, I'm going to work more. I'm going to work my way through this. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's always the answer. Like now, you know, I took that little sabbatical as best thing I've ever done in in my life. Um, not saying everyone should do that, but, uh, you know, like now I meditate for 10 minutes in the morning and it's incredible. Um, and I make sure I go to bed at a good time and like, you know, I'm feeling like too stressed out, like take a step back and like try to you know, evaluate and like reset and then like keep going forward. And like all your actions are going to progress you forward if you like keep pushing forward. But if you like try to make these big gains and get discouraged and then drop it uh, for a long time, like you're going to lose all that progress. And that's kind of what happened with me with the Experience Weeks podcast, actually. Um, You know, if I launched it six months ago or three months ago or whatever, I would have that many more speakers on the podcast, right? But now I, you know, I have like 12 interviews lined up with more coming every week. But uh, so, yeah, I think that's just like take care of yourself and don't get to the point where you're going to burn out. Man, I I needed to hear that message myself. So I'm sure there's somebody else out there need to hear that as well. Thank you so much for your time, Sean. Yeah, thank you. All right. This has been another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.